Okay, I'm going off this podcast, and I am going to my spouse, yeah. and I am telling them every outfit that doesn't look good yeah, on it. Gloves like, are coming off. <laughs> yeah, please, no, do not do that. Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Valerie. And today we're going to be talking about trust. That's right. Why it's important and how to build it. Trust is such a a key element to a solid foundation in a marriage. And it's worth it to intentionally build and strengthen Mm -hmm. the trust that we have. Dr. John Townsend, he says this about trust, that one of the most wonderful gifts of a loving marriage is the ability to trust. Mm -hmm. I love love that quote uh, there by Dr. John Townsend. Now, before we get into talking about trust today, we, well, round two, I guess, of dropping our daughter, not I guess, it's we did, round two of dropping (laughs) our daughter off at school down in the States. We just returned from that adventure. It was a little bit more of an event. Well, it was an adventure again, eight days on the on the road. Yeah, no crazy misturns or mountaintop experience where we're no. thinking we're going to die. No, we had mountaintop experiences mountain. by enjoying ourselves yes. and having fun. Like, yeah, that but not was, like last time. No, no, not <laughs> not at all like last time. But it, it was well. Well, we spent a few days uh, on the drive. Our whole family came. We went to Huntington Beach. Got yeah. to go swim in the <clears throat> swim in the ocean. Well. well what do you call swimming though? It was more like getting pounded by waves because yeah. it was like super windy and wavy. The but waves we, were huge. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, so yeah. we we stood at a safe enough distance where the waves could hit us but wouldn't like pull us out. Right, because, feet were always on the ground. Yeah, you knew that you shouldn't go swimming because all no one was swimming. Everyone <laughs> yeah. was, and there was even, very few people. I don't even think there was locals on the beach <laughs> except for the lifeguards that were in Just the a towers. Few tourists. Yeah, the tourists were there, so you knew not to go into the water when the locals aren't uh, kicking around there. But that was fun, and then we yeah. went uh, to Disney for a few days and built some memories there, and dropped our daughter off. This is our second time. How did you experience the second drop off compared to the first drop off? The second was a lot easier. All all the unknowns were answered, right? Like last year, it's like, what is it? Where is it? What is it going to look like? Does she have everything she needs? How are we going to, you know, get our cell phone hooked up and bank stuff? Because a lot of it you have to do once you're there. And so all that stuff was already taken care of. And so this time... Like the second go around, you feel prepared. You're like, I've done this before. There's some of that muscle memory and that knowledge that you just don't have your first time. Right. And so it was much more relaxed and yeah, it it was way easier. She was much, uh, not that she was worried the first time, but so much more excited, I think, mm-hmm. this time because she even got roomed with one of her best friends. Yeah. In a house, not a dorm kind of style yeah. is what they've got. I think, too, it was also she knew what to expect, right? Like, we've seen the campus. She spent a year at the campus. We've seen it. And so there, was, there wasn't this, like, there was a lot, as you said, I think, a lot less unknowns. Yeah. And there was more knowns this time around, which made it a lot easier. And then on the trip home... We had one hair-raising experience, I guess I would say. Hey, at, uh, I don't know. Which one are you talking about? Maybe that's maybe that's the wrong way. Remember, we come over the border. So, okay, so we have this rental, oh. <laughs> and I had switched the rental into miles So while we're down in the States. And then as we're getting closer to the Canadian border, I even say in my head, like, remember to change the speedometer <laughs> back to kilometers. 
Anyways, we go through the border and <laughs> it says 90. So I start doing <laughs> 90. And I will say 90 miles and 90 kilometers are two very different speed limits on uh-huh. the small, tiny little highway. Single and then, lane and was, with like grass right up to the edge. And it was like little bumped highway, like like little rolling <laughs> highway kind of thing. And so we're like up and down, up and down, up yeah. and down. And finally you're like, well, how fast are you going? <laughs> I'm like, I'm going 90. And then I realized I hadn't switched it over yet. And anyways. So it was actually 140. Well, I wasn't going to say exactly how fast it was. It was around there. Well, I was reading on my phone because I was looking something up. And all of a sudden I look up and I'm like, whoa, we are back on the roller coasters. Yeah. And then you're like, I'm pretty sure the uh, guards could still see you, Sheldon. (laughs) I'm like, not anymore. They can't. (laughs) Anyways, I quickly realized it, switched it back to kilometers. Yeah. And, and, well, it wasn't like full out tears of how hard you were laughing, but I mean, you were buckled (laughs) over laughing. Like, I didn't think it was that funny. It could be the fact that this was our second day in the car of 13 hour driving days and you may have just had your limit of that but you (laughs) were so funny i don't know the whole thing because you you were so like i'm going the speed limit because you were looking at the dial not the fact that we were like (laughs) flying yeah yeah i was looking at the numbers and it said 90 and then finally i realized that i had not switched it over and so you know what another lesson learned right there that miles and kilometers in a vehicle there are two very different speeds uh yes. with that anyways we quickly Details slowed matter. down it wasn't that long <laughs> it wasn't that long no it if was there's any police out here listening <laughs> i quickly hit the, the brake slowed down it may have been like one second uh, okay maybe two or three but yeah long enough for you to start literally busting <laughs> a gut laughing I'm like, so hard what is happening yeah it was so good. It was so good. Anyways, that was our trip. It was, uh, I think, another great family memories. We were able to talk as a family what we wanted to do. Everyone got to do what they wanted to do. Yeah. And we got to see a lot of things and experience a lot of things. And It was fun. And it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And now we're back. We're back to work. We're back behind our mics, podcasting, and talking about trust here today that's right and here's why right like trust in the relationship it's it's such an essential ingredient to really a long-lasting marriage i mean trust is again like an essential element to building oneness in our marriages it it creates safety security i think it creates a deeper capacity to love one another there's so many things that trust really helps to build uh, within a marriage and that's what we're going to talk about here yeah and something something that just kind of makes you think just about this whole idea of trust uh heard a politician once say trust is very hard if you don't know what you're trusting Mm. and i think if we take that into our relationships and our marriages right that that's true also we we have to be willing to let the other person see who we are to truly know us Mm. and to be vulnerable enough to to show that so the other person knows what they're trusting, mm-hmm. who they're trusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. So we're going to do this two ways. We're going to answer some questions here today. We're going to talk about why it's important to trust 
And then we're also going to talk about really like how we built trust in our relationship uh, over the over the years there. But let's start with why is trust so important to a marriage? What are some things that we want to share with that question? Yeah, and I think we already mentioned this, but it, it is such a, a vital element to the foundation of our relationships Mm. and we all know that when we build a house you need that solid foundation if it's crooked if there's cracks if there's whatever can go wrong in a in a house foundation (laughs) it's going to cause issues the rest of the way up the house and in the long term and so it's the same thing in our marriages if we don't have that that key element to the foundation of our marriage of that trust it's going to cause issues down the road and so it is so important because it's foundational that we have to be able to trust the other person and again let them see who we are Mm. so they know who and what they're trusting Mm. so true so true i think trust also it, it helps to create safety and security in the relationship i mean if we don't trust each other there's this insecurity there's this like walking on eggshells like what's gonna happen can i actually be vulnerable can i actually share with with my spouse because are they going to respond safely are they going to respond unsafely Mm -hmm. and and if there's that trust where we're able to share with each other i just think it really brings safety it brings security it it just brings those things to the relationship that helps again with that foundation yeah and i i think that is such a key piece because Sometimes we think that that means for the safety and security, the other person always has to agree with us, always Mm. has to affirm us and tell us we're right. And that's not the case. We can still create trust in a disagreement if we do it with love and respect and and kindness mm-hmm. even but that's again showing our spouse that hey you can trust me i'm i'm going to give you an honest opinion and and we can work through this together i'm not just going to tell you what you want to hear mm-hmm. and then for me at least that's something that i struggle with like i, I want honesty so that is a key piece in building that trust that that you are going to say if you disagree or agree and Mm. why so we can work through that together well i also think too there's the other side of this coin in terms of safe and like safety and security is like the other side is then we're more suspicious right so if we don't trust our spouse we become suspicious of them or we can become suspicious of their motives of of what they're doing their Mm. actions their words do they even care do they even care and then that starts to erode at that foundation which because what's going to that leads to bitterness that leads to uh, untrust it leads to all those things where it makes the relationship unsafe and unsecure but when we have that trust we can trust that their actions are uh, there's no hidden motives to to what they're saying there's no hidden motives to what they're doing and yeah to me that really brings safety and security into the relationship yeah and it really that enables us to be vulnerable Mm. right and so again building on that idea of why trust is so important to a marriage we need that so that we can be vulnerable in a repetitive way because sometimes there might not be trust and we take that step of being vulnerable but depending how that's received will probably encourage or discourage us Mm -hmm. from being vulnerable again and so when we have that trust that we can be vulnerable and we're going to be seen and heard and um the response is going to be truthful, but loving and kind mm. and respectful. 
then we can do that again and again. Yeah. And it just becomes a, a pattern in right. our relationship. Yeah, it reminds me of, I mean, in Genesis, it talks about like in a relationship being naked and unashamed, right? And this isn't just about like naked in terms of like our clothes are off, but, but really like this is who I am. Like we're unzipping like the real Sheldon, the yeah. the, the vulnerability of, of who, what what makes me get upset what makes me have happiness what makes what brings joy into my life like all those things when there is trust in our relationship if i'm having a bad day i can be really vulnerable with you and just say like hey i'm not doing well today i'm you know whatever it could be it could be being spiritually attacked it could be having whatever woke up on the wrong side of the bed yeah and we're just just like i'm just i'm grumpy today or whatever just that right yeah and and we're able to be that naked and unashamed and just sharing our true selves but i don't think that we can really be truly vulnerable if there isn't great trust in the relationship yeah, I agree. Being vulnerable in our marriages, it, it, it is going to lead to greater intimacy, mm. a deeper friendship. And really, I believe the relationship that we are all looking for on a deeper level, mm-hmm. right? But in able to be able to do that, trust does have to be part of our foundation Mm -hmm. in our marriages yeah so true and i think we can add this to you know how um why trust is important but i think it really is encompassing all the things that we've shared while we've answered this question is really trust in itself and and being vulnerable creating safety uh, all those things that we talked about it also really helps to create a deeper capacity to love one another right like when we're vulnerable with each other uh, there is is this deeper love that can that can grow and, and all these things really surround trust and i believe that tr- again trust can create a deeper capacity to love one another as we get to know each other on a deeper level as we get to experience life together on a deeper level all these things grow when there's strong trust in the relationship mm-hmm. so what are some ways that we have built trust in our marriage? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a great question. Uh, I mean, for for one thing, there has been, uh, unfortunately, a, a season of our life where there has been broken trust and we've had to walk through that. And so this this conversation is really dear to us. Like, like this is this is something that we don't just speak of kind of as like outsiders or, or things like that. But or like, that it's easy. Or that it's easy. Yeah, like we've had to do some hard work or... or some work. It doesn't always have to be hard. We've we've had to do some work into building not only trust at the beginning, but even rebuilding trust into our relationship. And one of those ways that we did that was really with our actions, right? Like, are we a trustworthy person? Like, do our words line up uh, with our actions? Or I guess the other way around, like, do our actions line Mm -hmm. up with our words is is the better way to say it. But like, if I say I'm going to do something, do I actually do it? Right. If I say I'm going to take out the trash, do I actually take the garbage outside? Do if I say I'm going to fill up the car with gas, do I actually fill it up? Like those things seem like they're such small little things and be like, well, it's no big deal. We got busy. We didn't fill up the gas. But at the end of the day, like if our word is if our actions aren't lining up with our words and now maybe let's use the filling up the car with gas example. Yeah, something may have got in the way and we got busy 
and it didn't happen. But if this is a repeated thing, like our spouse is like, okay, wait a second. Like you keep saying you're going to do these things, but your actions aren't showing it. And so I, I think one of the ways that we built trust in our relationship was having our actions line up with our words. And Jesus even says in John 10, 37, do not believe me unless I do what my father does. So even Jesus is saying, hey, watch what I do. My actions are going to follow what I am saying. And becoming a trustworthy person, like we need to have follow through on our words. Uh, we need to put actions to our words. I, I think I keep saying that, but like, it's so important yeah. uh, to, to help to build that trust in, in a relationship. It is. There's an old saying, you know, like talk is cheap and it's true, hmm. right? If, if we're just all talk and yeah, the examples you shared are those minor things, but whether it's minor or major, right? What about the vows that we made when we got married? Mm-hmm. Those kinds of things, all of it talk is cheap we need to follow through our actions do need to line up otherwise we are eroding the Mm -hmm. trust and we're breaking that trust that the other person has has put in us right right Um, and part of those vows was cherishing each other and so do we cherish each other to honor (laughs) each other do we even know what that is have we asked each other like and, and here we have like i've asked you what makes you feel cherished what makes you feel respected what makes you feel loved and and you've asked me the same question and we've been able to have those dialogues and then we actually do those things yeah. and but, looking into scripture of what does what is required of mm-hmm. us as christ followers there there is a different standard a different expectation for a Christ follower as far as how we are going to love and live mm-hmm. and do marriage mm-hmm. and so are we honoring that yeah, so that's one of the ways that we did uh, that we helped build trust in our relationship uh, was with our actions. There was also being honest. Yeah, I think honesty is crucial because how can we trust if <laughs> there's no honesty, right? <laughs> like it it just doesn't line up, right? <laughs> Whether that's with our money or our time or our feelings or our, the friendships that we have with other people, mm-hmm. where we're going, all those things. We, we, we have to have honesty for there to be um, authentic trust. Mm-hmm. And uh, not brutal honesty. Right. Sometimes people say that. But we can be honest without being brutal yeah. or cruel. Right. right? Like we do need to be honest. But we can say that in love, with kindness, with respect, with mm-hmm. truthfulness. But... But to be honest, mm-hmm. and that can be a hard thing to do, um, especially if we're worried about hurting the other person's feelings. Maybe we're afraid of the consequence if we mm-hmm. are honest. Yeah. But all those things, we can't grow. We can't move forward in our relationship if we don't take that step yeah. to, to tell the truth and to be honest. Yeah. I think one of the examples that always comes to me, and not to, just to me, I think is also gets shared and whether we share it in a, a humorous way or not, but it's like, you know, when your wife comes to you and says, like, do I look good in this dress or do I look good? <laughs> yeah, see, you're already laughing. But this is a potential, like, potential hard conversation depending on where the relationship is, right? And so if there's a lot of trust, and this is the whole, like, brutal and cruel piece, if we're like, 
you know, we can be really brutal and cruel how we answer that, or we can be trustworthy and answer it in, in a loving way of just saying like, actually, no, like that really isn't the best outfit on you. Or I would prefer, like there's other outfits that look better or right. Like, especially if they've come and asked, if they come and say like, does this look good on me? And we're like, oh my goodness, that is so <laughs> ugly. Like, okay, that's probably being brutal and cruel and not really helpful. Yeah. But if we're just being helpful and saying like, yeah, actually you know what, we have this example, you have some gym shorts that you've been wearing <laughs> to the gym. And I've been like, ah, how do I say anything? Finally, I'm just like, hey, sweetie, like, those gym shorts aren't the best. Right? Like, yeah. But we have a trusting relationship that we can say those things. You didn't get hurt by it. I wasn't brutal or, or cruel in the way I presented the information no and I honestly I'd be upset if you didn't say something and it's like you know when somebody right. goes around with something in their teeth and nobody tells them oh, I hate that. I always have stuff in my teeth <laughs> I'm like you aren't my friend anymore you did not tell me I had stuff in yeah, my teeth it's like I can't see that you need to be able to give me a heads up and help me out a little bit 100% <laughs> Yeah. Right. Anyways, but but I could have done that in a, a cruel way, but but I didn't. Like like we can have these things, but it also really stems back to: is our friendship good in our relationship? Do we have built trust? Yeah. That helps us to be honest. Like like all these things are intertwined together. Because if our friendship isn't good and we're not clicking in that area, and yeah. I say these things. There's a potential you take that differently. Yeah, and expectations, I think, plays a role in this too because we might be out shopping with a friend mm. and we try something on and they're like, oh, sorry, that that is not complimenting you. Right. And we'd be like, oh, okay, thanks for telling me. <laughs> but then our spouse might say something and we're so hurt and offended and there could be multiple reasons for that. Yeah. But sometimes we have to dig into like some expectations of of why yeah. what's going on behind Under, the scenes underlying issues but in in all of this too like we've given each other permission and said like if this doesn't look good on me please come and tell me like we've we've set that up in advance and so we know because you've done it too yeah. where you've come to me and like, like yeah that's not my favorite <laughs> yeah. well even just the other day i brought this shirt out i hadn't worn it in a long time i'm like you don't like this shirt, do you? You're like, no, no, I don't. I'm like, okay, it's time to get rid of this shirt because I was going through my closet and I hadn't worn it because I know that you don't like it. Yeah. And anyways, that's that whole, can we be really radically honest with each other? Yeah. But not brutal and cruel the way we do it. Well, and even in Proverbs, it talks about honesty. It's Proverbs 27 verse 6. It says, wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. And mm. really what's this saying? And and we're not necessarily in this first talking about our, our clothing choices, but wounds from a friend can be trusted. And so if our friend tells us something, maybe we've got a blind spot. Maybe we're doing things and we don't realize how hurtful it is. And our spouse points that out. That's part of that honesty peace but we can trust that mm. because they're, they're trying to help us they're trying to help us grow and mature and and point out a spot that we're unaware of that's causing damage mm. in our relationship and our lives and so we can trust that and receive it and instead of being offended say thank you right mm. like i that's something i didn't know i'm gonna work on that but the rest of that verse says, but an enemy multiplies kisses. So meaning like an enemy's just going to tell you what you want to hear and compliment you, but it's not sincere and all these things. You can't trust that. Hmm. That's not helpful. That's not causing us to grow 
and be refined mm-hmm. in in our lives and our relationships and to grow in Christ likeness. Right. And so that's another piece with the honesty that we can maybe shift the way we view it because I know for myself it can be hard to be honest because we don't want to hurt the other person. Mm-hmm. But when we do that, we're not being iron sharpening iron right. in our relationships, causing us to grow in Christlikeness. Yeah. And this took us some time to learn, time. right? Like <laughs> there, there was definitely where we would step on each other's toes, where I would say something or even you would say something and we wouldn't receive it right. Or we wouldn't have, or we wouldn't presented it, it right. We wouldn't have presented it right. Yeah. And like, yeah, there's multiple things going on, but we were committed to keep doing the dance. We were committed to keep figuring it out. We were yeah. committed to being honest because we knew that through the the learning stages yeah. of figuring this thing out, we were building trust into yeah. our relationship. And so I, I don't want people to be like, okay, I'm going off this podcast and I am going to my spouse yeah. and I am telling them every outfit that doesn't look good yeah, on it. Gloves like, are coming off. <laughs> yeah, please, no, do not do that. This took us a while. Yeah, and we both were aware of it and we both were, knew what goal we were heading towards. True. We and agreed we agreed to the set of parameters that we were like yeah, the yeah. goals. And the- it was almost like if you imagine like let's say a basketball practice where where you're trying a play and the coach blows the whistle, it's like no, that's not quite right. Let's set up again. Let's try it again until you get it right. There were moments where we had to do that where we're like, wait a second, (laughs) we know we're heading towards a good goal, but we're really making a mess of it right now. Let's reset and try this again because we're trying to build that pattern and that practice in our relationship. Yeah. And a question was like, how can I say that better? Right? Like, how could I have said that better? Or how could I have answered that better? And and we had that dialogue of what we were looking for to create that honesty. Because just saying, yeah, I look good in that or whatever it is, like, that's just those those, those kisses, right? But, but we're trying to be really honest with each other. Anyways, I just want people to know, like, this wasn't an overnight, like, light switch thing. And we got it right off. Yeah. I still think we stumble sometimes with it. <laughs> but But we're committed. We're committed to figuring it out. We're committed to continue to build trust. We're committed to continuing to be honest with each other, even when there's the potential that honesty hurts yeah, uh, or that honesty brings the conflict. But in that honesty builds the trust. Uh, being the, the lack deeper of intimacy, the deeper right? intimacy, and the lack of honesty is going to erode at that foundation, which is what we refuse to have happen in yeah, our relationship because we had that happen that's right and it's awful yeah and we never want to go back there no. and so we were committed to and learning are uh, committed yes are committed to <laughs> to learning new ways and doing things differently yeah so good and i want to continue to do that for the next 50 plus years yeah. whatever we get uh <laughs> to to keep learning and growing we have one more thing that we wanted to share these are just we had three things that we wanted to share highlight that helped us to build trust yeah and the last the other the one that we wanted to share that really another thing that we had to work on in our relationship and I'm so thankful that we did because this has really helped us to build trust was to own our mistakes yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe I had to own more but but hey I would agree with that <laughs> <laughs> come on that was the part you're not supposed to agree with but but you're you're right uh Right, but owning our mistakes for me, owning my mistake, it helped to build trust. Because if you're pointing out a mistake and I'm like refusing to see it, or I'm digging in my heels yeah. and I'm like, no, I'm not moving, 
that's not going to build trust in our relationship. But if I can humbly admit that, yeah, I made a mistake and this is the mistake I made and I see how it hurt you, I see what I have done, that actually then starts to build back the trust. Well, it does because you're like, oh, the other person gets it. Yeah. Right? And and there's, I don't know, it just, it helps so much because you feel like we're in this together and we can grow and we can heal versus feeling like that that wound, that offense, the other person's trying to erase it or deny it, which makes you as the offended person feel... I don't know, the offense is even that much worse because mm. it's not being acknowledged. Yeah. And where do you go from there? How do you heal? How do you learn a new way if they're not willing to admit it? Right. And so I definitely had to own my own mistakes as well. You're not <laughs> the only fear. one. They're just here. They're just here. It's something we both had to grow in. Yeah, yeah. But again, something that I'm so glad we do. And not only grow in, but it's something that we've had to continue to do. Yeah. Right? Like we've had to continue to own our mistakes because, hey, let's face it, we still stumble. We still have conflict. We still make mistakes. Yeah. And in that, we still need to own them and, and learning to do that. And, and I think all the things that we talked about beforehand about learning how to be vulnerable, learning how to create safety, learning how to be honest with each other, all these things have helped us then as well as to learn how to own our mistakes, learning and aiming for the goal that we're going after in our relationship helps us be like, no, not owning my mistakes takes us away from the goal that we're after. Owning my mistake in this area actually helps us to build trust, to be more vulnerable, to head towards the oneness that we are trying to build constantly in our marriage. And so that was another one that we really had to work on. We did. I think something that helped a lot was humility, Mm. right? But realizing again, and we've talked about this before, but realizing that, yes, I made a mistake. That doesn't mean that I am a mistake, but I can own it. I can change. I can learn. I can grow, but it doesn't need to shatter my identity as a person. Yeah. can be huge in being able to just take a deep breath and say, I am sorry. I, I messed up. I don't want to hurt you. I'm going to work at not doing that. And and growing that way as well can make a huge difference. Yeah. And understanding, and we've talked about this, I'm pretty sure in other podcasts, right? We're not each other's enemy. We're thinking win-win. We had installed the 10-minute coffee, or not 10-minute coffee, but we had a (laughs) coffee date every week and it was a 10-minute of honesty. And even in there, like we knew and we were committed that this was a moment that our spouse could potentially raise some mistakes that we've made and some ways that we've hurt them. And so we went into these things knowing that these are the possibility. And I think all those things really helped us and and reminding each other that we're not each other's enemy. Like we're in this together. Yeah. We've, we've said that to our children uh, and especially our son, Kieran, who has some disabilities. We we've had to share like, Hey bud, like we're on your team. Yeah. Like, like we're with you in this. We, we want to help you. But in that, you've got to own the mistake that's been made so we can all grow and, and learn from this. And so those are some of the things that really helped us to learn how to own our mistakes, to learn how to be honest, was we scheduled time and we knew going into it that this was the parameters, these were the conversations that could be happening. And over time, what we've been able to do is take that 10 minute of honesty from our coffee dates and we can have those throughout the day. We've been able to sprinkle those throughout the day knowing the end goal. But again, that took time. That took, took us 
patience. It mm-hmm. took humility. It, it took, took refining, us refining, uh, stumbling, but it took us both committed to not give up. And so those are some yeah. of the ways that and we learned how to do some of this stuff. Yeah. And just to finish that loop of owning our mistakes was the the reconciliation, the forgiveness, piece, all those <laughs> things, which we've also talked about, but that is crucial. It is. In, in owning our mistake, we also need to seek forgiveness and restore that relationship and that fellowship with that other person yeah. is a key thing in moving on. Right. Because I can admit that I made a mistake, but if I don't ask for your forgiveness, yeah. we're still kind of just sitting there like, <laughs> like, okay, I acknowledge I'm wrong. All right. Are you going to say anything yeah. else? Right. Yeah. right? Like, like you're right. That, that, that is a great catch. The forgiveness and the reconciliation needs to be there as we're owning our mistakes. Because again, that helps to build that trust yeah. uh, that we're working towards. So, oh, those are a few things on trust. I, uh, <laughs> Those are some of the highlights that we wanted to share. We hope that uh, there was a few nuggets in there for all of our listeners. Again, our time continues to fly by as we (laughs) unpack a few of these conversations. And I hope not only are there a few nuggets, uh, some hold-ons, but I hope there's a few handles that some everyone can can apply to their life. Because building trust in our marriage, it has led to deeper intimacy. It has led to deeper connection. It has led to deeper oneness. And here's the thing. It continues to lead to deeper intimacy because we never arrive. It continues to lead to deeper friendship. Uh, all those things that we're aiming for, building trust and having trust in our relationship on an ongoing basis has been so beneficial for mm-hmm. us. And so, and so that's why we want to talk about trust. This yep. is a very important topic uh, for all of us as married couples and relationships that are in relationships. We need to have trust. Yeah, even relationships with our kids, mm. right? This this goes beyond even just our marriage, but into our kids and our friends and our family, all those areas. Yeah, so good. So good. Uh, that, that's so good. And before jumping into the process, questions uh, that we give to everybody we wanted to wrap up uh, or begin to wrap up the episode today i I just want to share that quote that we started with at the very beginning from dr john townsend where he said one of the most wonderful gifts of a loving marriage is the ability to trust I just think that is such a, a beautiful thing for us to hold on to, for us to really work towards in our marriages, to have the ability to trust one another. Those are the things we want to share on trust. Valerie, why don't you throw out some processing questions for us here today? Sure. First question, what makes me a trustworthy person? What are areas I could grow in owning my mistakes? What ways am I dishonest at times? And what can I do to change that? We hope everyone will enjoy processing those questions. We want to say thanks for listening, and we will talk with you next week. Bye.